Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can now read me on the Fox Sports app or foxsports.com. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. There's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA, and that is here. I started out the day, actually yesterday, thinking I'd check in on the -the out-of-the-league veterans signed as COVID substitutes to add it to an episode on why they're out of the league in the first place and why only under these particular circumstances teams are more willing to bring them back. I say a day ago because I got caught up in a couple of other writing projects that I had to get done for the app. Go check them out. And so this podcast was actually ready to go. I just didn't have time to record it. So I'm doing that now. In any case, I watched Isaiah Thomas with the Lakers, what was it, Monday or Tuesday night, and then had a chance to catch 40-year-old Joe Johnson with the Boston Celtics, Lance Stevenson with the Hawks, and Emmanuel Moutier with the Kings. I don't know if Moutier qualifies as a veteran. He's only 25 years old, but was in the league, played a couple years, is out or was out until now. Now, there are a cast of others still waiting for a call. And it makes me wonder, this has made me wonder for a while, actually, how Jamal Crawford, in particular, feels about Ben Simmons and John Wall opting not to play when they could, when clearly Jamal would do almost anything to be able to play in the league again. Believes that he still could. So can Ben and John. Jamal, at least technically, Jamal simply doesn't hasn't had the opportunity, been given the opportunity. I'll get into all that in the podcast addressing that. In any case, I would love to get Jamal, Ben, and John sit them down in a room and start the conversation and see where it goes about the opportunity to play in the league. Some might say that makes me an instigator. I'd say it just makes me inquisitive. Anyway, that's where I plan to go and where I plan to go, hopefully, before the week is out. But then I opted to watch the Kings-Clippers game to see if the beef between Buddy Heald and Mo Harkless, or 
more accurately stated, Moe Harkless's problem with Buddy Heald was indeed resolved or not, as some suggested that it had been after they got into it in that game Monday night. And then I realized that while I explained in the last podcast why LeBron James wanted Russ Westbrook over DeMar DeRozan, I should have also explained why he wanted Westbrook over Buddy Heald as well. And the incident in the Kings game is one reason. That was my opening, and I, I missed it. Since when does a team's second-leading scorer and second-highest-paid player, which is Heald, take getting barked at by a journeyman and eighth-highest-paid player on the team, which is Harkless? And not just take it, but take it sitting down. And I say none of this to demean or discount Harkless, who I've always respected as a player. But there are hierarchies on professional teams, and your role and what you make factor into your status on the team. So is Heald's personality the kind you could expect to count on in a big playoff game? Is that the kind of personality that could get Anthony Davis' motor revving a little higher and hotter? I think not. As it turned out, I picked a terrible night to watch Buddy Heald play. A terrible night for Buddy Heald, that is. Because I don't know if he's trying to get traded, but the only way he could have played more casually against the Clippers is if he'd had a beach chair, a Hawaiian shirt, and a fruity drink with a little umbrella and was lathered in cocoa butter. He played 43 minutes and had 16 points on 22 shots. Let me say that again for those in the back, including the Lakers fans who have been bellyaching that the Lakers should trade Talon Horton Tucker for Heald right now. 43 minutes, 16 points, 22 shots. And Aside from the fact on the whole Horton Tucker thing that the numbers don't work, Tucker makes less than half of what Heald makes. And second, he's at least capable of doing something other than hoisting shots. Through the first three quarters against the Clippers, Heald was 2 for 15. He would finish 5 for 22. 18 of his 22 shots were threes. 43 minutes played, and he shot all of two free throws when his shot was clearly not falling. 43 minutes, and he took only four shots inside the arc, which might explain shooting only two free throws. And it's actually one because one of those free throws was off a technical on the Clippers' Paul George at the point in the second half when the Kings actually made a little bit of a run and threatened to make the game interesting. So it was a big free throw. Heald stepped up, and he missed it. And it wasn't just that he missed shots, but he did a few things that are a quick way to become real unpopular with your teammates. And one of them was to his old buddy Harkless. Heald got the ball off of an inbound pass with about five seconds left on the shot clock. Dribbled the clock down to less, less than a second. Barely, maybe, maybe 0.5, 0.4. And then passed it to Harkless, who had no choice but to heave a desperation shot that airballed. So Harkless still gets credit for the miss. And the Kings, a 24-second violation. And Heald walks off whistling... No harm, no foul for him. 
Now, as an aside, I finally saw the complete clips of Heald and Harkless's two exchanges in the game against the Warriors. And I apologize if I said earlier that their beef was in the game that they played against the Clippers. It was not. It was playing the Warriors earlier in the week. In any case, I saw them. And it was suggested by one reporter that by the way the second one went, that they had patched things up. So I took him at his word until I saw the clip. I'm guessing that reporter has never played or maybe never been fed up with a teammate because there was nothing about the second exchange that indicated Harkless believes Heald knows what he's doing or looks forward to taking him to lunch on their next road trip. By the look of it, Heald still didn't understand the game plan. And Harkless thumping Heald's chest at the end wasn't a bro pound. It was a, come on, dude, wake up. You should know this, Coda. Heald, on the last second pass to leave a teammate hanging, did the exact same thing to Tyrese Halliburton. Swung him the ball with less than a second left. Halliburton left to make a desperation heave. Now, for those who may not understand, in situations like that, Unless you're getting your teammate a wide open look, meaning that you attacked and you drew a double team and you simply can't get a shot off without knowing that it's going to get smacked into the front row. If you receive the ball in butter time, which is roughly six seconds or less on the shot clock, you take it on yourself to shoot it, contested or otherwise. You got the ball, you find a way to get a shot up. Nobody cares whether it's a good shot or not. It's just a matter of, can you get it off? The only way you're passing is if someone else is clearly open and you can give them at least a second to catch and shoot it. Now, Heal did finish with three assists and no turnovers. But this is a perfect example of where stats can be deceiving. Because in one instance, again with a short shot clock, he swung it to Tristan Thompson at the top of the three-point arc. So that's three times. Short shot clock, Heald's got the ball, and he gives it up at the last second. At least in this case, Thompson was wide open, and he did get it in time to square up and shoot. So maybe he had a little, little more than a second. But here's the thing. Tristan is not a three-point shooter. That's the first three he's taken this season, and the first one he's made in two seasons, having missed all three of his attempts last year. That's who Heald opted to give the ball to and was rewarded with one of the more unlikely dimes of the NBA season. That's the Heald who Lakers fans think is going to play in a playoff game and is going to make decisions better than Russ Westbrook. Good luck with that. So, there's a reason the Kings don't look to Heald to be a playmaker. That responsibility, certainly against the Clippers, went to either Halliburton or Harrison Barnes. That's Halliburton, who's a second-year player, and a guy in Barnes who averages two and a half assists per game. That's who the Kings felt were no doubt better playmakers than Heald. The guy Lakers fans believe is the answer to all their problems. The guy who has not won a league award since his rookie year when he was on the all-rookie first team, splitting the year between a 34-win Pelican squad and a 31-win Kings outfit. The guy who is more likely to deliver than someone who has been to the finals, at least according to Lakers fans. That guy, Heal, is more likely to deliver than someone 
who has been to the finals, has single-handedly won playoff games, is a nine-time All-Star, is a nine-time All-NBA selection, and a league MVP. That's Westbrook. And yes, I said from the beginning, I couldn't see Westbrook being the answer for LeBron's desire to win another ring. I still don't. Yes, I didn't think Westbrook growling at AD was going to turn him into any more of a fire breather than he is, which is on the level of a big lighter. But Westbrook was the best option that LeBron had for where he wanted to go. Westbrook had at least shown the capability of giving LeBron what he needed. Another playmaker, another force, another dominant personality. Neither Heald nor DeRozan offers that. Neither of them would have been on AD. And if they had, there's a legitimate question if AD would have paid them any mind, if not outright laughed in their face. Seeing as he's accomplished more in his career than either of them. AD can't say that about Westbrook. What makes the current state of the Lakers so uncomfortable, for LeBron fans in particular, is that they can't tout how smart LeBron is as a player and a GM and hate on Westbrook for the Lakers' problems. I mean, I suppose some of them can and some of them have, but they come off as monumental hypocrites. The self-aware ones just laying low right now, wondering how they can reconcile this team that LeBron assembled being so bad or mediocre with LeBron being so savvy, having such keen insight into the game. Well, believe it or not, I'm here to help them out because LeBron did understand what he was doing. He is a student of the game. He does understand players and their strengths and weaknesses. He made the only move available to him that offered a possibility of working. I'm sure he knows Heald's game and his flaws and his limited capabilities even better than I do, having played against him. The bottom line is, there is absolutely nothing intimidating or worrisome about Buddy Heald's game in a regular season game. Never mind playoffs. Never mind finals. The man is in his sixth season has never played on a team that had a winning record. Never even been in the hunt for a playoff spot. And yes, a lot of that has to do with who he's playing for and where he's been. But it also speaks to where he's at. He's been pretty happy collecting a check, playing for losing teams. And now you're expecting him to hit big shots under the LA lights with all those Hollywood stars sitting courtside. You think he's ready to deliver in the playoffs, a place he's never even experienced. What actually bothered me most of all about what Heald did against the Clippers came at the very end, after Doug Christie waved the white flag. Doug Christie, who's filling in for interim head coach Al Gentry. Christie waved the white flag and put in the players at the end of the bench to run out the clock. Halliburton had also played 43 minutes right alongside uh, Heald and had the kind of up-and-down performance you'd expect from a second-year player trying to run a team as modestly talented as the Kings. He shot it fairly well for 22 points. He got to the line for a game-high six free throws, making five of them. He dished out 13 assists. 
but he also had seven turnovers. It was up and down, and the Clippers' defense is no joke. In any case, Halliburton sat down on the bench, clearly frustrated with himself and the loss and how it went, and pounded his own chest and was shaking his head, and Heald was sitting right next to him. And what did Heald do? Heald the vet. Heald the guy eight years, Halliburton Sr. He put a towel over his head, and he played with his hair, and his own hair, that is. And he ignored Halliburton completely. Lost in buddy world, apparently. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now, I don't care who you are. I don't care how you've played, when you have a young teammate as talented as Halliburton, a young teammate who tries to play the right way like Halliburton, a young teammate who cares the way Halliburton does, you look out for him. You pick him up. You let him know that there are going to be nights like this, but not every night will be like this. And it's about continuing to do exactly what he did that night, which is press the issue, move forward, attack, lead, and get better. Now, anyone out there who wants to say, I'm making way too much out of one game. Maybe Heald had something going on that had him out of sorts and that guys have different ways of coping. I mean, Heald didn't look the least bit distressed all night long, but I'll grant that looks can be deceiving. Players don't always play well. I'll give you that. But man, they also don't display the array of bad habits and decisions that Heald displayed against the Clippers and walked off at the end not seeming all too dismayed about it all. I Honestly, I can't tell you a single redeeming quality about his performance. And I have no ill will toward Heald. I dialed up the game with a completely blank slate. And if it was shaded at all, it was toward the positive. I've always thought he was a decent enough shooter. I've never heard that he's a locker room lawyer or disruptor. He's got decent size for a two guard. The idea of adding him to the Lakers and him possibly helping, I wasn't opposed to that. Paying him $23 million? (laughs) Don't know about that. But and even the idea that he might be an effective player for a playoff team is not out of the question. It's just completely unknown. And I don't know that LeBron has time to find out. So the idea that he'd be better suited than Russ Westbrook to help LeBron chase another title is not grounded in any evidence, logic, or fact. What it is, is convenient, now that Westbrook isn't delivering as Lakers fans had hoped. Even though what he's delivering is pretty much in line with what he's done his entire career. 
wherever he's played and with whomever he's played with. You look at his uh, his shooting percentages, they're actually better, at least overall, is better than last year, and his three-point shooting average is better than his career average. But because the other numbers are down, and, and more than anything, because the Lakers are not winning the way they were supposed to be winning, which is an array of, there's an array of reasons for that. Now it must be Westbrook's fault. And now healed must be the answer. And it must be GM Rob Palinka's fault because he acquired Westbrook, not healed. Now, if you want to blame Palinka for letting LeBron have his way and leaving the Lakers without much of a future, that's another story. I'm not going to make that case because I know what Palinka is facing with ownership and everybody else in trying to put LeBron in his place. It's not happening. So LeBron wanted Westbrook. And as he should have, given his options. This is the part that LeBron fans don't want to admit, but has become increasingly apparent as LeBron has been unable to lead the Lakers to victories. He wanted Westbrook as much for what he, LeBron, knows he is no longer capable of doing, as much as what Westbrook has shown he can do. It's why LeBron went after Damian Lillard first, and why he knew Heald and DeRozan could never do what he, LeBron, has, which is carry a team in the regular season and play a pivotal role in going deep into the playoffs. That wasn't DeRozan in Toronto or more recently in San Antonio. As great as he has looked in Chicago, it's a 30-game sample size for a team with very modest expectations and absolutely no guarantees it will do anything more than end its streak of four straight seasons failing to make the playoffs. Before I go, I want to mention my sponsor, Mizzen and Main. It is men's apparel made out of sports performance fabric. I know it sounds like a weird combination, but it works. If you see me on TV, you see me wearing their shirts, and you've seen how comfortable I am, along with being fashionable. And right now, I can give you a discount if you use the code Buker, my last name, 35. That's B U C H E R 35. And they not only have shirts, they have slacks, they have sweaters, they have hoodies. And one of the new additions that I just tried out are their joggers. I'm not joking, best jogger I've ever worn. Check them out. Check out the design, the fabric. I've, I've tried them all, and this is by far the best. Again, discount code Buker, B-U-C-H-E-R-3-5, and that will take $35 off your order. There's also free shipping. So if you haven't made your final Christmas purchases, you can order something. Even if it's going to get there after Christmas, you can let somebody know that it's on its way. Mizzen in Maine, M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D. M-A-I-N dot com. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United WeCast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. In the next episode, 
I may get to the replacement players, the veterans who have been out of the league or are still trying to get into the league, and why, in spite of the fact that they're demonstrating that they obviously can still contribute, have not gotten a sniff up until now. It has to do with the business of the NBA, but I will get into that. Whether it will be in the next episode is the question, because... I had a conversation with Steve Kerr about playing on Christmas, and he made a number of points. And if I don't get a chance to talk about that conversation and about playing on Christmas somewhere on one of my other platforms, then I may have to do it here. So we shall see. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.